The following podcast is part of the MindBodySpirit.fm podcast network. Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org slash thrive. At Evernorth Health Services, we believe costs shouldn't get in the way of life-changing care. And we're doing everything in our power to make it possible. Behavioral health solutions that also keep your projections at their best? It's possible. Pharmacy benefits that benefit your bottom line? It's possible. Complex specialty care that cares about your ROI? It's possible. Because we're already doing it. All while saving businesses billions. That's wonder made possible. Learn more at evernorth.com slash wonder. We're glad you found us. This is unityonlineradio.org, the voice of an awakening world. Discover hope and healing from the other side. Welcome to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. Listen, they're all around you, close as a thought or a memory. Messages of Hope. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited. Every time we get these great guests and I get to talk to them for an hour and share them with you, it's just awesome. And today, my guest is a very special man. You're going to love his story. If you're used to this show, you know that I don't spend time reading a big, long bio because that's the purpose of the show, to dive into his life and let him share it with us. Our guest is Steve Farrell, and he is the co-founder and worldwide director. Is that the right title, Steve? It is. Yeah, yeah, of Humanities Team. And if you haven't heard about Humanities Team, boy, you will today. Uh, just let you know that when I first learned about Humanities Team about a year ago, I don't know why I didn't hear about them sooner. I just said, this is totally in alignment with my mission. This is what it's all about. And you'll hear what it's all about from the director himself here in a minute. But uh, I reached out and said, I want to be part of this movement. How can I help you? Would you like to host some of my classes on your platform? And they said yes. And since then, Steve has interviewed me twice as part of his Acceleration events. And I just love his energy. We have great energy together, which you're about to experience. So that's about the extent of my talking today for, for any long period. I want most of the talking to come from Steve, but welcome to the show. Hey, thank you, Suzanne. And I am delighted to be here with you. Well, everybody's going to just come to love you as I do because you're just so positive and your life's mission is is what life is all about. I feel right now that it would be great to tell people what Humanities Team is and what it's about before we then go back to what led you to it. Yeah, okay? yeah, you bet. So I would love to do that. Well, we're, we're now, hard to believe, almost 19 years old. We were founded in June 2003 in Wilsonville, Oregon. 
and Neil Donald Walsh and, uh, and myself launched Humanities Team back at that time. The story actually is in, and of course, Neil Donald Walsh is the author of the Conversations with God books. There are nine of them. And one of them is called Tomorrow's God. And actually the story of the founding of Humanities Team is in that book where God and Neil are talking about Humanities Team. So how cool is that? But so briefly, uh, what, it, uh, what we did back then, which was uh, candidly very challenging then, not uh, in today's world, we wouldn't call it as challenging, but we were launching it to focus on something very narrow and deep. And that is that we are all one with, with God, the divine, with, with Gaia, the earth, with all of life on earth, with the cosmos. That in fact, you know, this big bang thing that astronomers have talked about where there was this very small mass that exploded uh, and that's now many say it's a living, breathing thing where it explodes, it goes out and then it comes in and come back into a small mass and explodes again. Uh, it's consistent with this whole, we are all one message that we all were actually a part of one matter thing that's now exploded across the universe. But what uh, people in physics share, Nassim Harriman, if you're familiar with him. I am, I love his work. Still trying to wrap my head around it, but we're getting there. <laughs> yeah, I'm science and math were not my thing either, but is that uh, actually everything is deeply entangled, that it's deeply interconnected, that in fact, everything is still all one. That field that is the entirety of it is actually lives at a cellular level within everything. So, so back to our founding. So in uh, June, 2003, we launched Humanities Team to just bring that message, that very simple message that actually is an ancient truth and a timeless truth. Those here on Unity know that this message actually goes back over millennia, right? That, that we are all one. Uh, it's only recently in recent decades that uh, scientists have come in and that are affirming this truth and say, no, it really is. This is our research leads us to this conclusion. We really are all one. So uh, because and the reason this is so important uh, that we understand this, that ultimate reality actually works this way is because in a sense, it's like the first domino, because when we really come to get our head around this notion that, oh, my God, you know, we're an emanation of the one which goes by many names, right? God, the divine, cosmos, love, life, et cetera. Uh, but where we really get that, then what happens is, is just like when we get that we're a family, right? I'm married and I have two teenagers. Well, so we put in a sense, fence posts around our, you know, our family. Well, I'm a part of a family. So, and there's a connection here between us and that and connection always leads to responsibility, right? So we have a responsibility for each other responsibility for mature always leads to positive action. Well, I'm going to take positive action, you know, to that which I'm a part of. So now where we really get that it's not some ambiguous thing, that's whole universe thing that we really deeply are connected to and are one with each other, with the earth, with life on earth, with the divine, uh, then the same thing happens. Those fence posts move out we say, well, no, we're connected to this. It's not some ambiguous thing. And then positive action comes in where we say, well, I'm in, I'm, I need to be in service to that which I'm a part of. And then that leads to this whole lifestyle, what we call conscious living, where, we're, first of all, it's very fruitful for us where we live consciously. It's fruitful for our family and in our homes. And then as we bring it out into communities, it's extremely fruitful. And ultimately in the world, and in the world, this whole heaven on earth thing is what 
what uh, comes about. It's what we manifest together where we're living consciously like this together. You say it's fruitful. It's also peaceful. <laughs> yeah, it is. Absolutely. Oh, we sleep well. Uh, we live well. Uh, the true definition of prosperity is here. Uh, and uh, there's, there's a financial prosperity too, where we're doing this, as you know, Suzanne, you talk about this yourself as where we're in this real place of really pure service and we're just really doing it. We're living in this connection and responsibility and service thing. There's this boomerang effect where, you know, oh my God, moments happening all the time of, oh my God, the resources I need and the people I need uh, and the funding, everything is showing up. And it's shows up. To, yep. Yeah. It and it's not up. to say that, that life's challenges go away. They don't. There still are all the challenges and we even can kind of get sideways, but we don't ever get over on our back where it's over. The, those th- that, that's what goes away as we're helped, I'll call it, uh, on this conscious journey. So that's how humanity's team came about. What does it do to fulfill its mission of conscious living around the globe? Yes, well, this brings in, it brings in your classes and the platform because, uh, so of course, when we're on the conscious journey, we don't have to any longer do the Western thing. You know, I come from Silicon Valley. I know we'll probably get to that. Uh, where you're, you've got an easel and you're in the front of the room and you're doing planning sessions. Let's think this out. And it doesn't work like that. Now there's just this natural unfolding. The divine actually is just, is, is we're working in concert with each other. There's a co-creation always going on. We're- if I could just interrupt there, that's just such a beautiful point because you and I have both lived that world where you had to plan out everything. We felt we had to do everything. And when you get to the point of trusting the universe, it's so much of a relief to just sit back and watch how beautifully it unfolds, but you have to have that intention to work with God, spirit, the universe, life. Yes. Yeah. And, and of course it all, this is this, so we understand ultimate reality is that where, where we, I call it to align with the divine, but there we, it doesn't really matter what we call it, but where we come into that place of just connection and feeling and where it's more down in our heart space and we the afterlife we can be which as you you demonstrate all the time Suzanne is in touch with us supporting us guiding us etc where we just come in fall into that place and live from that place then all of this magic happens this miracle flow happens all of these good things happen so this is what in humanities team you know we're still uh, we're still fairly small, I would call it, compared to my Silicon Valley days where I was, you know, where we had, as I was in some huge organizations. We have a team that's about 20 that's full time. And then we have another uh, 20 that's uh, part time and then another 40 that are uh, very part time. So it's, it's a small organization. Yet you're a nonprofit. We're a nonprofit. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so, uh, you know, this Buckminster Fuller thing where he talks about Tremtep, right, which is like a ship. Uh, you could have a ship that's a thousand feet long. And the Tremtep is the thing that when they hit the steering wheel, it just turns this. It's usually only a foot long. It's a fairly short thing in the water. And it just, if the ship is wanting to turn right, it'll turn this way. The Tremtep and that ship, this huge ship will turn around on just this little one foot uh, device that's in the water. And so... But Minister Fuller used to encourage people to find your trim tip. What is the gift? Where is the brilliance? What is the contribution that you can make that's going to have outsized influence, right? 
So right. what was downloaded to us was, uh, well, first our, our mission, as we stated now, is to make conscious living pervasive worldwide by 2040. So, and that's in 19 years, and that's that's a big lift, right? So our companion initiative to that is called PACE, which stands for Planetary Awakening, Conscious Evolution. And we just share, honestly, we say we're not on a pace, you know, to do that today. Would do you, would, you know, do you all agree? And would you help us pick up the pace? You know, would we, if we all do this together, uh, we all find our own station in life, we, we can do this. You know, we, we can do this. And in this generation, this whole conscious living thing can manifest fully. So now, then the trim tab thing, uh, what came to us was create a conscious streaming platform, uh, first in English and then translate it, uh, and then bring the price down because we're a nonprofit so people can contribute to us. Financial wealth can, can contribute to us. So we just get the price, we get a service with the best conscious media, conscious transformational education programs that we can that uh, it's streamed, which means it can go to any device, right? Internet, so it can go to a handheld devices, television with Roku, Amazon TV, uh, of course, the computer, right? So, uh, and then just uh, uh, curate that platform so that you're just bringing in the very best conscious transformational education programs uh, at, with some frequency. So it's fresh uh, with, with mentoring, which we do also, our faculty does mentoring. It also does coaching, as you mentioned, Suzanne, you've been a part of this. Suzanne has some incredible programs on our Humanity Stream Plus platform, which is this conscious streaming platform. And, and then extend it uh, by translating it. So right now it's translating to Spanish. Then we'll go to other major languages. Then after we finish some other major languages, we're just going to take funds to, uh, to bring our price down. So where we get enough contributions, we say, okay, we're going to offer it for half the price and then more right. contributions. we're going to offer it for another half the price uh just bringing it down 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 so that literally any home in any faith tradition in any religion on any part of the planet region of the planet can then receive all of this incredible conscious content uh because when we talk about conscious living uh and the things that to suzanne you and i'll be talking about uh, we've been through lots of classes. We've created our lots of classes. There's a lot of dimensions to it. You know, healing trauma would be a dimension. Uh, conscious leadership. I created a program on that of just for me, kind of how did that work where I was starting and growing these Silicon Valley companies and then humanities team. And I just, in my own program, I just bring all of what my journey was of this is how it worked, the mistakes I made. And, and then, but we were able to grow into this and create a culture like this. And so there are all of these. And then, of course, Suzanne, you've got programs on personal mediumship, on oneness, on these various things that are beautiful. You've got, as you know, very high viewership, actually, on your programs that are on the platform. So uh, so that's, our, that's our, our contribution. That's one of the key things. We actually we have a Global Oneness Summit. Suzanne, you're hosting a panel this year. It's in October. Uh, so we do other things. We're a nonprofit. So like the Global Oneness Summit is free. The Humanity Stream Plus platform, we're focusing on bringing the price down, not up. You know, it's not like a for-profit where it's all about getting top line and bottom line growth. Yeah, this is what I saw from the beginning. You, you, you all really walk the talk and your, your hearts are in the right place. Everybody's completely committed to this. And you, 
you have a deadline. I love that 2040. It's not just let's change the world. We're going to do it by this date. So you are feeling the pressure somewhat, even though, you know, it's spirit led. Yeah. And that was a download that that was a download where it just was when we were founded in 2003, the way it came through was awaken the world of oneness in this generation. It's what Neil and I would would walk around with and, and all of us. And then what came through in the spring of this year was, okay, very specific, make conscious living, which just oneness and unity consciousness and the new spirituality, these various names fit cleanly under this umbrella that mainstream people can understand conscious living. It, people want to live consciously uh, and it's what it is. Uh, what do you define that for those who may be new to the show, new to this whole concept? What is conscious living? So conscious living is uh, when we elevate our consciousness. So in unity, of course, there's, uh, it's about elevated consciousness where we really understand the things we're talking about here, uh, where we're an emanation of the one, uh, that, uh, that we're actually eternal beings. We have an everlasting life. We have unlimited potential and capacities. That, uh, so in the oneness means that there's actually no stop and start in terms of where I end and where Suzanne picks up. We actually are, you know, we're looking at a part of ourselves. So give me an example of a choice somebody who's living consciously would make. Yeah, uh, well, they're going to be guided, you know, this whole process that we're describing where we're in this flow. And, uh, and of course, you go deeper into that, even Suzanne, where you have the gift of mediumship, which you train people to do. So you can feel guides and afterlife and because there's a great deal of influence here from the other side, if we can open ourselves. Uh, but <clears throat> a, a part of it as well is just this, we're an emanation of the one. So uh, deep intuition, guidance, even support, uh, there are miracles happening all the time in my life. And it's just from just staying open, the way I live is in this open state, crown chakra, all of our chakras, open state where you know, I, I, I the, the, the gift of the divine working as in co-creation with me is beautiful. I wouldn't have it no other way. I, this is what I, I, my, I have my own spiritual experiences and processes during the day to just stay open, to have this work through me. Uh, and uh, so th that alone is extraordinary in terms of how all of that works. Now, uh, and then you multiply it many fold once you can trade it a culture like in humanities team, we have this culture where we're all doing it together. Uh, and the normal things that happen where, well, no, I wanna have my idea. I want my idea to uh, be the one that we implement, you know, and the, the sharp elbows, all that stuff melts away. We're not, it doesn't, we're not trying to get my idea where we're, it's, a, it's a pure thing that we're in support of, uh, where you're seeing the gifts in each other. There's a diversity here. Uh, there's a you're you're grateful for other people's ideas, grateful for the uh, best idea that can raise the bar, that can extend the reach and the impact. So it's a whole different way of working together, where there's this appreciation and love for each other and support for each other and all of these things, uh, where the synergy thing of one plus one is equaling five or ten or something. It's not two, where where you work together in this way. So. So when we talk about conscious living, then there are many dimensions. It's a personal level. Uh, it's a collective level, like in an organization where, we're, where it's a conscious uh, work uh, or conscious business. And then it has this whole, like even Suzanne, you and I, where we 
work together just out in the world, connecting on various different levels, working on uh, things where we're just inviting people to come into the fullness, to, to live this way, where, where our lives are just so amazing uh, compared to what they were when we were, I'll call it more unconscious and just doing the, the old Western world American dream kind of thing. I hope those of you listening or watching on the YouTube channel later after the live broadcast are saying, I want that. That's how I want my life to flow. And it's totally possible. Both Steve and I came from backgrounds where we were not living consciously, yet there was always something underneath. And this might be a good time, Steve, because we'll come back around to what Humanities team is doing. But to talk about what led you to this and the life you led before, I've spent the good part of the day reading your book that's going to be coming out soon. When do you expect that to come out? Yeah, I think it'll, it'll come out in the fourth quarter of this year. Yeah, okay, I'm not still... soon enough for me because <laughs> yeah. I'm really, really enjoying it. But it's Beyond the American Dream is the title of your upcoming book, and I got an advanced copy of it. And I love how you were always uh, seeing the best way to do things, striving for things, even though you may have missed the mark as a young child. But I, I mean, here you are at six years old, you got your first job, right? <laughs> or nine years old, you had six jobs, something like that. But let's go back there about your work ethic. And then I would like you to take us up to when you made this switch as a CEO of a very big, fast-growing company to conscious leadership. That's fascinating. So let's go back to just a brief tour of your childhood and how that led to where you are today. Yeah, awesome. Well, my parents got divorced when I was in the sixth grade and my uh, and there were uh, seven uh, siblings, counting myself. So uh, my mother had a big job to where, where she was the one that remained in the home with, with us. As she got a job, a full-time job as a legal secretary, a, a very bright woman, it, you know, so it wasn't necessarily tapping all of her potential, but she needed a job. We needed the income. Uh, and so I grew up, as you mentioned, just from a very early age with jobs, different kinds of jobs, which, uh, which was fantastic. It set me up really for the life that I'm having now, where I learned responsibility at a very young age. I paid for my braces when I was in the sixth grade. I want everybody to notice what he just said. He paid for his own braces in the sixth grade. You you bought a car with monthly payments of ten dollars. I mean, it's just stunning to me how you really had to take care of yourself and how that led you to your work ethic. But let's jump ahead here because I found this fascinating. That here you end up being. CEO of a company on the, what 500 list was it? Inc. 500. Yeah. A couple of yeah. times. Right. Yeah. A couple of times. And yet your very first job, they almost didn't hire you because you had no business education. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> yeah. No, I'd never taken a business or accounting or finance or any, I was a political science major. So uh, it was, yeah, I was lucky they didn't fire me on the spot when I showed up that first day. Uh, out of college, uh, unfortunately, you know, and then, but all that work experience from, from when I was younger did come through and they were like, wow, you know, he maybe doesn't, you know, it's just kind of learning accounting, but he, he really kind of knows his way around business from uh, having so many jobs when I was in a very young age. So I did get promoted quite rapidly. And then I uh, got picked up by IBM back uh, in the eighties 
In Would their... you share with everybody, if you remember it from your book that made me laugh, when you went to a sales training course, the not-so-polite way the, the head of the class let you know you maybe weren't cut out for this? Right, right. Yeah, no, I, uh, I, my whole life I've been underestimated, and I don't know why I like that. Uh, so that has happened many times. What I like about it is when the expectations are very low, well, you can just blow people's minds, you know, with, wow, you know, I really was seeing you kind of here, and this was the upper limit. And I like being in that place where people feel like that's the upper limit, and you know, oh boy, you know, we can really go further than that. Uh, versus the opposite, where maybe Harvard MBA, which I am not, and people would have these huge expectations, and maybe you would or would not uh, exceed those. So I liked being in a position where I could always exceed people's expectations. And you did. That's what's so impressive. I mean, over and over, people really did kind of pigeonhole you there as this a C student or not the greatest salesman. Maybe you might want to try something else. And you just blew them away. And I think that's so affirming for those who maybe people haven't encouraged them their whole lives. Or maybe right now they're talking themselves out of what's possible. But there's that spark within all of us that lets us know there is no limit. Yeah, yeah, no, the divine, truly, there is no separation. That's part of conscious living, right? So there is really no separation. And the divine is within indwelling. So uh, this notion that we're separate and there's a God in the sky, that's, you know, it just isn't true. And so part of, we really have to adjust our ultimate reality and really deeply understand how life works. Uh, because then we can, then, then we can, play the game of life the way it was intended to be played and where we stay in these skewed realities of separation and one life. And uh, then, then we start doing these, this crazy American dream thing of the planet is dead. We can treat it like a refrigerator, you know, let's just go climb over people to make money, all this stuff that leads to a very unfulfilling life that really does. What I love about your story is it is one of those go from the business world to the spiritual world, but you weren't that climb over everybody person. You did give it all up for this, but I love that it's not exactly the same story as the one we often hear about. Yeah, no, and this is the the wonderful thing here is if you this this is a, a an audience that is very conscious, and where you bring consciousness into a business, either as a as a founder or manager or leader or as an employee. It's extraordinary what you can do. Extraordinary. Uh, because essentially being conscious is just being truthful. It's being loving. It's being in service. Now, when you when you bring those things to business, uh, and, and also there's not a differentiation between the janitor and the president of the United States. And a janitor can walk in the room. This is still, this is an embodiment of spirit, just as the president is. So in business, then with vendors, which are often the lowest level and you know, you're treating uh, vendors very respectfully, uh, like everybody very respectfully. And guess what? The, the world loves that. I mean, your business will take off. It will grow where you bring this, uh, where you create a conscious business. It's what allowed me to co-found Humanities team with Neil. Because All right. And we're going to have to come back after the break, Steve, and talk more about Humanities team and more about how you made that break. So everybody don't go away. We'll be right back.
Discover a new relationship and approach to life through the space between. Join spiritual teacher Brittany Mondito for a moment of silence, a weekend workshop May 24th to 26th at Omega Institute's beautiful campus in Rhinebeck, New York. Everything we're searching for lies behind what we're running from, Brittany says. Reconnect with your inner sense of safety, grounding, and centeredness. Learn more today at eomega.org thrive. Practical Spirituality. Positive Messages. This is UnityOnlineRadio.org. The Voice of an Awakening World. Welcome back. You're listening to Messages of Hope with Suzanne Giesman. And I know you're enjoying this talk as much as I am with Steve Farrell, the co-founder and worldwide executive director of Humanities Team. Steve, I find it so interesting that earlier this day, I was scanning my bookshelves looking for a specific book, and I was absolutely snagged. That's a term that many of the people that follow my work know, just caught by this one book, it, this white cover, it jumped out of me, and it was Neil Donald Walsh's Tomorrow's God. Uh-huh. I had completely forgotten that that is the book that started this humanities team movement. So fascinating. Let's go back to when you read Conversations with God and it changed your life. What was your position work-wise at that time and family-wise? Yeah, I was I was the CEO. So this was uh, in 1994, and uh, I was I started this first company of mine called ENS, uh, which was a technology company in in January 1990. So I was a co-founder with another guy, and I was the CEO. Uh, we were actually going through really very fast growth. We were probably oh 15 or 20 million at that time in revenue from zero when used furniture and stuff when we started. Uh, and so the particular story, which I tell in the book is, uh, you know, I was, I was very troubled by, I was reading, uh, the Bible and talks about being obedient. And I was, I was really troubled by this obedience thing because I was thinking, you know, I have a love affair with God and this whole notion of kind of putting in a bit in my mouth and just, you just, just be obedient was troubling me. And uh, this was when my mother and my sister called and they said, you have to read this book called Conversation with God, book one. And, and then uh, uh, a lot of back and forth that friendly did read it. And it early in the book says that I never asked for your obedience. There, you can't be uh, in, in communion and in a creation space and obedient both. So what I, what I uh, enjoy is the creation space where we're creating together, not obedience, where I'm blindly asking you to just do this and do that and this and that doesn't work that way. And uh, so I was just astounded that my question was answered just starting that book. There's my goosebumps. I get them every show. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, book book changed my life. Uh, That was the, you know, most of us that are on this conscious journey, there was some door opening device, something happened. This was the big thing where I read the book and and just this whole God of my understanding from the time I was a child uh, came through where this God that I loved. Uh, but when I was an altar boy in the Catholic Church, 
I wasn't feeling it as much, you know, where the priest was saying, hey, you know, you need to put more wine in there and less water and whatever. It didn't feel very loving. Uh, whereas this whole divine that comes through in the book is, was, is very loving. And also the truth just was the truth kind of as I felt it, as I understood it. So uh, it was very affirming. And that was what led me then to make all of these choices that ultimately I sold everything. I left my business associations. I moved from Silicon Valley to Boulder, Colorado to do the work I'm doing now. Wow. And I, I enjoyed reading in the book which if you're just joining us, it's not yet available. So it will be later in the year. But you were so enthusiastic and I totally get that. But your colleagues were not. And your wife is spiritual, but she wasn't as totally blown away by this as you were. So at first you started changing your leadership style at work. Can you give us examples of that actually caused people to say something's changed, Steve? Yeah, well, you know, first, the big thing for me, which this sounds silly here now, but it was it just frightened me to, to the end of the earth was uh, as I was becoming conscious, I realized I, would, I could not be in integrity any longer with the full on day planner where I had everything planned out by the 15 minutes and the tasks for everybody. And which, by the way, day planners work real well for a lot of people, but I was following it too closely to it where it was just always delegation of now you need to do this and this and this and this, and then the other person, this and this and this. There was no heart opening of I'm feeling into this. What are you feeling into? And how can we really kind of raise the bar and do more and go further? That wasn't happening because I was so task oriented from my day planner. So I, I felt I had to throw out my day planner. I did. Uh, and you so say I, that just like, okay, so I did, but when you say that it, scared you to death. I think that's actually kind of funny that this was such a huge step. You literally threw your day planner out and let yourself be guided. No more yellow sticky notes on everybody's computer. Do this. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. All of that ended. And, and then the magic happens. And of course, people did come to me and say, you know, you're kind of almost a little bit like a priest, you know, now as a CEO, you, you, there's this very deeply spiritual feel to you is that, What's that about? You know, where are you coming from here? Uh, and I just said, well, you know, I, I've read this book and I actually was reading other books too. And just as I'm coming to really explore what the fullness of life is, I'm, I'm really kind of seeing it differently. I'm feeling into it differently. I'm seeing my own opportunity differently. Words like proud don't make sense so much for me anymore. So I just kind of was ex- explaining this U-turn that I was making and they said, well, I don't know. I don't totally understand it, but I like what I like the way you are. Uh, you know, this is really working for me the way you're relating to me. So there are a lot of people now who are not feeling fulfilled. They need their jobs. They enjoy their jobs. What what is the definition of success that might differ from what people may be focused on? Well, success where where we go to our station in life. So Suzanne, you've told your story many times here with your radio program as a medium, as an author and leader and all these things. Uh, And then me, where I went to my station life starting humanities team. Now I've got this beautiful team I work with growing it. Also colleagues and partners, Suzanne, like you're a colleague and partner with the stream platform There's other amazing partners that we have. Uh, So we're just kind of 
it, it will unfold for us where we just let it unfold of this station in life thing where, so I started it. Uh, it wasn't anything. It wasn't a 501c3, you know, so we start it, then it becomes a 501c3. Then we, that's a nonprofit organization for those yeah, that you know the numbers and letters. <laughs> right. Right. And then uh, create organizing uh, governance documents and all the way to today, 19 years later, now we uh, we're growing like crazy uh, we would be Inc. 500. We'd actually be Inc. 100 last year if we were a private company that were, uh, you know, following, uh, that were uh, reporting our growth. Uh, but now it's not, it's not the top line thing that we're after. Uh, because as I mentioned, we're, we're not as a nonprofit. Our, our whole thing is conscious living pervasive worldwide by 2040. And, and, and it actually starts actually by just us individually, all, listeners that are here now, it's supporting people on their conscious journey. So it's very individual as the first aspect of just supporting people, you know, that they're, they're also an expression of the one, of the divine, an emanation of the divine, and just supporting people so that the journey can feel safer, can feel supported, can feel guided, uh, and that it becomes less arduous, this whole life process. Because as people really start down this path, uh, it becomes easier and easier and easier. This boomerang effect thing uh, comes in where we get all of these synchronicities and things, these miracles and things that happen uh, that lead us to the right relationships, the right workplace, all of these things just kind of start falling into place. And we're, uh, we're growing like crazy uh, and as we need to, you know, if by 2019, we're going to, the, the whole of humanity is going to be conscious. Wow. We've got a lot to do. Oh, Wait, when you say by 2019, and so now we're just in 2040. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah, I don't know where the 2019 came from. You just, well, you just popped into the realm of no time, no space, Steve. <laughs> right, right. I did. You talked about miracles happening. Can you just give us an example of, of any kind of miracle that you just knew you were on the right track with this? Oh, there's so many. Um, so I'll, I'll share one that might sound. Uh, that people probably can relate to. I mean, my wife, my kids were miracles. Uh, but uh, so I, I did uh, make this abundance or prosperity in my Silicon Valley days that allowed me to, I still don't draw a salary. So, uh, and that was 20 years ago that I left. So um, what happened then when I left is- the So I love that. You are the, C- you are the, the worldwide executive director of humanities team, a nonprofit, and you don't take a salary. That tells you something right there. And you don't need to because you had this background, but still it just says so much about your values. So sorry, let's go back to the miracle. Yeah. So one is uh, what God told me when I took this on was I will, uh, I will, I will help you. So, uh, and I, what I do is I invest conservatively so that I can, you know, do what the work I'm doing uh, without salary. So uh, in 2007, you might remember July 2007 was when the market hit a high and then it dropped like a stone for, for a couple of years. Uh, I was guided to be completely out, you know, in July 2007, I was completely out. Those bumps again. <laughs> yeah. And that was what, because if I, if I had been in, even with conservative investments, then I would have been taken down. I couldn't have done the work that I'm doing. Uh, so that's one, you know, that was very substantial. 
Yeah. Uh, just for anybody that's new to this program, when the goosebumps come on you, on me, on any of us, to me, that's a, that's a God wink. That's that spirit just ruffling through your body saying, yep, it's all one connection here. <laughs> right. Wow. It is. Yeah. No, we just trust it. Uh, this is again, supporting people on their conscious journey. When we're earlier in this process, and I know this is probably true for you too, Suzanne, you know, our legs aren't as quite as strong. We're just, it's, it feels very experimental, uh, but uh, as we journey deeper and deeper into it, we get really strong. We know with certainty this is how yes. it works. Yes. And then, then we're, you know, we can even go further faster, and we can help others. Yeah, it's like a, the Nautilus shell. Start out small, it goes around and around. You see this throughout all of life, all of nature, and it just grows exponentially. And it starts with that trust and that faith that you had. It was more than just faith. It was a knowing in you, wasn't it? It was. Yeah, it was a knowing. Yeah, because my father and my brother uh, uh, and friends came to me back in that Silicon Valley day when I was making my big decision to unplug and leave, you know, all of my business uh, uh, associates and the organizations and the uh, venture capital groups and things that were so I I was you told me your story uh, Suzanne of where you were there was a very high paid thing that you unplugged from your husband went with you likewise what well, I, if I could just most people don't know that part of my story but right after retiring from the Navy I did a little bit of strategic planning consulting for a company and then right around this time my abilities opened up and it was more money than I'd made in the Navy. It was nothing big compared to what you're talking about, Steve, but it was very nice. And I looked at Ty and I said, my heart's not in this. I need to devote myself 100% to the spiritual side. And God bless him. Ty blinked a little bit, but he said, I support you fully. So, yeah, that's what he's talking about. Yeah, yeah, which is beautiful. And Stephanie, likewise, my wife, uh, supported me fully when I just unplugged, sold everything. I was There was a venture capital guy on my board who really loved me and said, I'd like to put you on some of my boards. Uh, you know, and it's very lucrative uh, what they'll pay you to go on boards and help entrepreneurs and things. But I just knew uh, the whole reason I was leaving and unplugging was because I needed to give myself fully to this spiritual journey. And I'm, I, I'm not one that could be juggling in board assignments and spiritual work. So wow. I, I declined that. And I didn't even have, for a year and a half, I didn't have anything to do. Uh, before I, we founded Humanities Team and got going. So, oh, so see, I didn't get that far in the book. I thought you already had the Humanities Team plan. So how did that come about? And how did you handle that year and a half of just, just trusting that you were supposed to do something? Yeah, and it, uh, there were real synchronicities in there too. The second company then I started, Netagy, we uh, sold it on uh, September 10th, 2001 one day before. Oh. And if it had not happened, then then my life would have been very different. But it was sold that day before. Or so, 9-1-1, 9-11. Right, yeah. 9-1-1. So uh, and then that so and there were there had been so many synchronicities like that. I just trusted it that I didn't know where this was going to go, uh, where it would take me. But I just knew from my whole life story, there was something unfolding and I just needed to trust it, be patient. And, and and it would unfold as it should. And it did, of course. Well, how it, did it unfold? How did you end up with Neil Donald Walsh? You read about him in a book. Was he some untouchable figure out here? Or how did you come together? 
Yeah, you know, in the 90s, he uh, had a little newsletter and he reached out and he said, is there anybody out there that has done anything with the spiritual material in a business context? And candidly, I thought the whole world was doing, you know, the book was so extraordinary. I thought, well, the whole world is changing and I'm like one of like millions. So I, I wrote in and said, yes, I've, I've put uh, all of these practices in place through uh, as a result of the book. And so they wanted to fly me up and meet uh, uh, Neil uh, and his wife. So Stephanie and I flew up, met him. And I said, I'd be happy to just help you out, you know, for free if you need advice on growing your nonprofit or whatever you're doing. I'd, I'd be happy to help out or lead your planning sessions or whatever. Uh, and he, so he had me come up, lead one of his planning sessions, and uh, we stayed in touch. I helped him on some things. And then it was in... Uh, uh, about a year and a half later that he called me and said, I'm going to create a planning session for this uh, thing I want to launch called Humanities Team, a nonprofit. And I was one of 20, uh, but I was the only one in the room that really that came in and helped them launch it. Uh, and then then the rest is history. We did started flying around the world for for nine months doing meetings. And then he needed to pull out because author, speaker and his own nonprofit, he couldn't uh, keep up with it anymore so he asked me to take it on wow around the world and that was night 21 years ago and that years. was yeah so 2000 well it was 2000 it was uh about 18 and a half years ago okay yeah that uh we our first meeting was in prague in the czech republic and then uh six months later we did another meeting in uh in the netherlands in the in prague uh, so, and Neil did those two meetings with me. And then the meetings after that, we, we went to Turkey and Istanbul and, 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 uh, et cetera, many other locations. Neil was not able to go to those. Uh, he did go to, uh, he went to a couple, uh, that he could fit into his schedule, but we'd bring him in via zoom or Skype or something. This was before we had streaming platforms for courses, which is one of your main ways of changing consciousness now. What were the initiatives at that time that got people inspired and fired up to be part of this movement? Well, and in those early days, we really were not, uh, we didn't know. And we were kind of fishing around for different ideas and things. We didn't have anything that worked. Uh, and we didn't have any way of monetizing, therefore, our work. So I was working with an all-volunteer team. That became a real pressure later when a lot of these talented people said, I, I need to have an income. And so this, we, we just started looking at ways we could monetize it, doing uh, these upgrades where you pay for transcripts initially. Was, and, then, and then it was, uh, really wasn't until about four years ago that we started offering uh, transformational education programs. Uh, and as a nonprofit, we're pointed in a different direction. So and, and, uh, this Humanity Stream Plus platform that we've talked about, of course, has these, like your program, Suzanne, you've got, I think, four programs up there now. I do. Uh, and there are hundreds of programs, and they're different. It's not like a for-profit where we're uh, talking about how to triple your, in your intelligence or work out, you know, do a physical workout and a third of the time. Uh, we, we don't do things like that. What we're doing are conscious things of, again, healing trauma, uh, awakening uh, to what Homo Universalis, Barbara Marks Hubbard has a couple of her programs up there. Neil Donald Walsh has a program called Our Final Frontier. We're actually launching uh, here in just two days on Saturday. We're launching a brand new program with Neil and Michael Beckwith it's called Discover Your Soul's Purpose. 
uh, and our demographic has been calling for this program for years and we went out looking for faculty uh, and we thought, wow, I mean, this is the dream team, Michael Beck with Neil Donald Walsh and they're, we're, we're just launching it now, which we're real excited about. Very exciting. Cool. Good stuff all around. So your wife, Stephanie, she went along with you giving up the, were you flying around in Lear jets, that kind of lifestyle? It sounds very much like your husband, Suzanne, though I don't know him. I haven't met him yet, but uh, very supportive of me uh, back in the day when I was making this decision, leaving all of the, the big money lifestyle behind. Uh, I said, I went to her and I said, Stephanie, I love you. Uh, I have this calling now. I, I know I need to do this for, you know, I, I need to go do this now, this spiritual journey thing. And I, I hope it can work for you, you know, uh, I, uh, it, it's a, like a calling. And she said, hey, let's, let's do it. You know, let's, uh, we will unplug and we're, we're going to make it work. Uh, and then we adopted our two kids and, uh, and made it work. And uh, it's, in fact, it's more than made it work. We're, uh, we're incredibly blessed. We have a beautiful home here in Boulder. It's, it was kind of the gift I could give my family from Silicon Valley days, uh, because the rest of our life is more of a budget. But um, I live in a gorgeous home and I have a beautiful family and the work I do is amazing. Uh, I work with people like you, Suzanne, and others that are extraordinary. And Well, it's just you're modeling what happens when you come in alignment with our higher purpose. So not everybody is meant to lead an organization. Not everybody is meant to be uh, running a nonprofit. How can others align with their purpose? Those who are listening want to know that I, I can hear them. Yeah, well, let me let me just say, uh, there's there's so many that will share their concern. There's some uh, fear of uh, in in following their life purpose. And really, if we just go, so going within process, of course, right? It's not the church or our parents or friends or family that are going to guide us. We're going within. We're listening to what our soul is bringing to us, and it's not like some little voice that's very hard to hear, it actually is quite persistent. If we take the time each day to just go within and listen, I promise you, you will get guidance. And uh, we if don't- I could just stop for a second. Those of you who might be new to my work, check out the YouTube video, Sip of the Divine. If you don't even know where to begin, that's a three minute practice and you can do exactly what Steve just suggested using that practice, S-I-P, Sip of the Divine. So, yeah. yes. Okay. So you listen to that voice inside you were saying. Yeah. And don't, and we also don't need to feel like there's some huge pivot we need to make today or tomorrow or next month. Uh, it often doesn't work that way. So it's more of just kind of listening in. Uh, the station in life starts to become clear. It usually it ties to our gifts, particular contributions we can make, but we start journeying more in that direction than people are, we're aligned, uh, we get connected with people that are also good at that. And the whole thing just starts unfolding for us. So it's just trusting that process uh, and, and, uh, and not worrying about what others think. My family, most of my family, my friends, I thought I'd lost my mind. Uh, it was like, how can you monetize that? And I, I didn't know, you know, uh, and now uh, we are monetizing it with our educational program so that most of my team is, you know, we're getting them closer and closer to market salaries and we'll get them to market salaries one day. I'll even... I love that because you're acknowledging we are in a world that 
where you do need to eat and make a living. And yet it's not about that. That that ensues, like Viktor Frankl said, success ensues from a dedication to a cause greater than the self. And that's what you have. Yeah, yeah, it does. And this whole, you know, let me just also just let's back up and look at the forest view here, because I'm bringing that down to a very personal level. But we are in truly everlasting beings. We have unlimited potential potential and capacities. This is one chapter of hundreds, if not thousands of lives that we've lived. So we want to take advantage of the incredible opportunity this life is. We're only here for a very short time in the scheme of things of what this everlasting life is. So we want to truly just hone in on that contribution. We can make the gifts that we can bring to the world through our particular uh, life. And uh, we don't want to waste a day. So there's it's it's an incredible gift that we have here where we're in relationship with each other and the earth and there of course there, there are many challenges here and where we all give ourselves to the world around us this whole first domino thing of i'm in connection with it i'm now going to be a positive influence uh our lives just are so magnificent and then now we're really uh the whole feast and gift of what everlasting life is we can live into in its fullness it's beautiful. And, and I love that it, it applies to everyone. It doesn't matter what work you're doing, what, what your specialty, everybody has something to give. Absolutely. Oh, my gosh. And, and people want to trivialize of, well, it's not this or that. Um, you know, there's, there's nothing is trivial. We, the, the gifts we have are extraordinary. They're God's gifts. Uh, and we don't want to uh, play those down. They're, they're huge, you know, where they're just helping one other. It's huge. So we really want to we want to feel into that and, uh, and, and enjoy the self-image that comes from our contribution. Beautiful. Well, this hour has gone way too fast. What would you like to share in the final minute uh, besides how to find Humanities Team online? Yeah, well, so you can find Humanities Team just, it's with a Y. I think IES is reserved too, but Humanities Team with a Y.org. Uh, you go there, you'll say you'll see it says become a member on one of the big uh graphics when you come to the site and you can click on that that takes you to the streaming platform we've been talking about humanity stream plus where you can find go check out suzanne's courses there's a browse uh, feature at the top just enter suzanne giesman and uh it'll you'll see all of her courses there uh if you haven't taken them yeah, check that's okay out. we don't need to talk about my courses i was running out your your final <laughs> words of wisdom for everybody here steve yeah and just just really you know this isn't like uh, where oh, we've got a, a sacrifice here and live a conscious life. It's the opposite of sacrifice. Mm. Give yourself the gift of the unbelievable prosperity that comes to you where you live the conscious life. Wow. What a beautiful point to end this show with. Steve Farrell, thank you so much for blessing us with your wisdom, your presence, your beautiful, loving energy to the whole world. Everybody, come on back next week and just have a beautiful, blessed week sharing exactly what Steve has shared today. We love you all. Thank you for listening to Unity Online Radio, the voice of an awakening world.
Hey, it's Radley Valentine. Join me for a brand new way of connecting with your angels on my new podcast, The Angel Tarot Show. Each week, you'll meet your angelic guides and guardians and find new ways to unlock unconditional love, tune into your intuitive abilities, and create the joy-filled life that, well, you've always wanted. Plus, you'll get a useful and timely energetic weather report, bringing you guidance for the coming week. Tap into the healing, hope, and guidance that's all around you on the Angel Tarot Show exclusively on mindbodyspirit.fm.